0: Listen up all you New York fans, veteran New York sports talk host John Dostromsky gives his unique take on all the big stories in the Big Apple and beyond, including guest conversations, gambling picks and reactions from you, the listener. Check out New York, New York with John Dostromsky on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com.
2: This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Whether it's taking all your little ones to their sporting events or everybody getting together and taking a ride to the beach, the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure. With features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or... Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Hey, so
1: we're here with the Mad Hooper Lonnie, and um, she's quite frankly just very mad. She hit me last week saying she had something to say. I don't get why she's mad because she's doing great with Black Girl Songbook, doing great with the Ringer Music Show that she produces at a high level, but Lonnie why are you so mad?
0: Wow, Logan, that was so kind. And I, I feel bad because I don't think anybody's ever obliterated you on your own show. So here's the deal. Here's the thing that I'm mad about. I could be mad about the Celtics. I know we had Trudy and we had Danielle on and Danielle was going off about Rondo. And I mean, it's easy to be a Celtics fan and be mad about something. And you know what? I, I I'd like to personally blame that on Kyrie Irving, but I'm not here to talk about basketball today. We're going to talk about Logan's disrespect on Twitter, and I'm pulling up the tweet in which on April 26th, he said Dunkin' Donuts is the Whataburger of coffee shops. And quite frankly, Logan, the audacity, the the just sheer disrespect, I'm not even from Texas, and that was an offensive statement. You can't say that. I get you're from the Bay. I get you guys have Phil's and you have your uh, Starbucks in Seattle, and so you're you're used to high-end coffee, but that's not the premise of Dunkin' Donuts. You're missing the whole vibe. The the whole the whole reason why Dunkin' Donuts is so great is because it's a fucking steal. You can go in there and get like 48 ounces of coffee for $2. You're not going you're not going to to get a, a an espresso. You're going to get a culotta. And then you wanted to say that everybody needed their uh, taste buds or or their palates refined after that. Not true. I can go to Blue Bottle, but I also enjoy an iced coffee from Dunkin'. It's it's just wrong, man.
2: There's nothing wrong with a nice cold brew from Dunkin' Donuts when you got five minutes and you're rolling through the drive-thru. Absolutely nothing wrong. Nobody needs a fucking upside-down caramel macchiato all the time.
0: Yo, and here's the thing, too. duncan's for the kids like when did phil's ever partner partner with uh charlie d'amelio i don't i don't really know her or f- fuck with her like that but like duncan's for the kids what's what's some of us doing i for could the get kids? some
2: munchkins right Yo. we hop in there we get the Jones with the sprinkles on them nobody wants to like we don't want cake pops they're four dollars a pop it's one little fucking munchkin i could get 25 of them for four dollars
0: i don't want an egg frittata
2: Okay, I See, just want to say you're you're up
0: here acting like you're high end making that Spotify money, but man, not all of us are balling on a on a we're balling facts, on a budget.
1: Facts. Okay, okay, Roger, you can sit this shit the fuck out. <laughs> Sir, you can sit this whole conversation out. I just said the quality of the food is trash. Both from Waterburger and Dunkin Donuts. The coffee is trash, the food is trash, no matter what the price is. I'm sorry. I'm just going to die on that heel. Do you like In-N-Out?
0: Are you an in and out person?
1: Don't come for in and out That's that's not what we're going oh, to th- 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 do today. I should have known.
0: I should have known. You like cold, stale-ass fries <laughs> and an overpriced milkshake. Get out of here.
2: Logan Murdoch, and in a
1: nutshell. There, stale-ass there fries. Is. I'm okay with that. I'm a hypocrite. And Real Ones is up next. Real ones, Logan Murdoch here at Raja Bell, coming to you after a Mother's Day weekend that was filled with you know great memories and, and love and respect and all the things and also naps. How was your weekend? I had, I had a great weekend, man. I have three wonderful moms, my,
2: my wife, my mom, and my sister all in town. Not to mention my mother-in-law and sister-in-laws. But I, my grandmother, we had great. We had a great weekend. Uh, it was uh, it was what I hope Mother's
1: Day should have been in their eyes we tried our best we had a good weekend you it was great man i've slept on the couch for like two hours um, <laughs> um after gifts were given yeah um it was fun to get get up there and kick it you know just like normal times you know you go up and see your mom and i just go immediately fall asleep um i don't know if that's a tradition in your in the bell household it was definitely a tradition in my household just not yeah out. my
2: my mom's is not letting me fall asleep my mom's like a million and one question, mom, like oh. uh, almost sometimes I feel as if I don't share enough with her because when I see her, like it is on, we are getting peppered. So I'm not going to get to, not going to get to nap, but it, I did get to see them yesterday. And we went out to like, a, after our, our son's tournament, we uh, actually, uh, another two couples and their kids went out. And so it did feel like old times, right? Cause you got to see some people, you celebrated mother's day with, with folks. It's been a long time mm. since we've been with folks So uh,
1: it was cool. That's what's up, man. Also, I had a great time on Friday. Um, Uh I had a great time on Friday. I uh, went to the all-black album release party at the Taco Truck on East 14th and, (laughs) and 22nd in Oakland. It was pretty great. What it was um, all What's black. What? He has yeah. all black is a rapper out of Oakland. He has he's the, the hottest thing out of Oakland now. And um he brought out his debut album, Thank You for Fucking With Me. It has features from Vince Staples for the young crowd like me. And for the old heads like you, it has a feature from E forty. Hey You know? Hey So it was really good. He uh he's from um East Oakland in twenty second and he used to go to that taco truck um when he was broke and poor and he bought it all out for everyone to have tacos for three hours so it was a it was a vibe it was it was great you know I, i'm double vax had the mask on but had great tacos at the taco truck it was very much an oakland thing it was a vibe the whole town came out shout out to all black for bringing everyone together it was dope it was a fun time that sounds like it actually sounds like a great time um you did not wear those bullshit house shoes that
2: Twinde hit me on Twitter with, though, did you? You didn't wear those mofos to the taco truck, did you? Those are house
1: shoes. Those are house shoes. Roger.
2: Yeah, but anybody that's going to wear them, I feel like, might take them
1: out just because they're... And and I feel like you might okay, be that so, dude. So, boom. Um, I'm glad that you brought this up because it just showed how much of a hater both you and TD are. Oh. Right. It just showed... How much it was? I go in. I put it. I put my house shoes on. They are, they are bear claws. As, as you can go on my Twitter and see it. Are uh, they, they house shoes or claws.
2: slippers? From where you you're from? They're house shoes. Go on house shoes.
1: Uh, are they house shoes? They're slip slips and slip slips. All they're right. slippers or you know they're, they're, they're one of what those two Anyway, anyway. So I go on. I put it out. You know, like I'm also I'm really happy for them. I'm proud of them. Right? I'm really excited. And then I see. TD, one TD, our producer, our podcast lead, um, says, fucking hates. It says, hey, Raja, get your mans. And I'm like, yo, I'm right here and I'm not ashamed. And then I see you do the Craig face like, bro, 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 bro. What's wrong? What was your beef? What were you thinking when this happened? What was going on in your brain? What were you thinking? Other than hate, I'm going to hate on Logan for being a fashion icon. You look like you were
2: 11 years old with them damn bear <laughs> clothes on. I had to show my <laughs> wife
1: just because my
2: wife is way more tolerant than I am. I can get old and curmudgeon. My wife is way more open-minded accepting of, and I showed my wife just as a litmus test. I said, Cindy, what do you think about this? She hit me with the immediate. I said, okay, fair enough. I'm, I am on
1: target. I'm good to go. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. She, yeah, wifey, is always the barometer of shit is cool or not. She you know hit what you mean? with the cringe. She hit you with the cringe. <laughs> mm, Damn, said, okay, we're good, we're good. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mrs. Bell. I'm sorry, dog. I, I apologize, but no, actually, I don't apologize. I was saucy that day. I was saucy yesterday, man. I was grooving and moving, and, and you know, it was it was a very eclectic vibe yesterday with the uh, with the with the bear claws. It was a great weekend, man. It was dope. You know, switching gears to a sports side and why this was dope. The Lakers won um, on Sunday. Um, I I know you know you being a curmudgeon, you don't like the Lakers. You have beef oh with the Lakers. God. You have all these all these this beef. You have all this hate in your heart that you probably should get out or talk to somebody about. I don't know, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I started off the weekend just being all out on the Lakers. I was you know how I was the beginning of the season. Sure. I was I was Lakers are going to win it all again back to back. Reincarnation of Shaq and Kobe with LeBron and AD. AD's gonna be the MVP. You know, I was all in on the Lakers. Now, like, after Friday's loss, they lost to the Portland Trail Blazers. And I was just like, is this even a thing anymore? Is this even gonna be, and was I right? Was I wrong? Should I just should I should we just pack all this stuff up and just like, you know, just just End the season, you know. They're now in the play-in game. They're a seventh seed. Jeez, (laughs) (laughs) they're a seventh seed. But I watched the Lakers and they play on Sunday, and they played against the uh, your Phoenix Suns. And I'm just going to put it quite frank: they didn't beat the brakes off of your Suns, but it was a pretty uh, solid win. It was throughout. You know, they they played well. AD finally played like AD that we think he can be for extended stretches, had forty two points, really carried the Lakers through um against the the Suns. And, you know, they're not they're not dead. They're still probably gonna be in the play in game. But, you know, it was a, it was an impressive performance, Roger. What'd you think?
2: First of all you guys were, and I say you guys because Sasha uh, and and Jomi were there too as as Laker fans. For those of you that don't know, behind the scenes on this pod, I have to deal with a lot of Lake a lot of Laker talk, and I don't hate the Lakers. I'm just not a true Laker. History fan. History, like,
1: history suggests that you hate the Lakers.
2: I'm just su- okay, fair enough. But I, I don't I don't necessarily hate the Lakers. I'm just not a huge Laker fan, and so. Yeah, everyone was in in panic mode. And look, I think there was was some panic to be had there. They weren't playing well. They're injured. Um, You slip into playoff uh, or play in contention, and in one game series, anything can happen. And that's the fear. I've always said if you give me AD and LeBron relatively healthy, let's say 75% or better, it's going to be hard for me to bet against them. But when you're not certain of that and you're in playoff contention, you should be worried. But I don't know that – The sky was falling, necessarily. Um, You know, I do think it was a a true beatdown of the Suns last night. Now, I give them more credit than you did, because they didn't have Kyle Kuzma. They didn't have uh, Dennis Schroeder. And they didn't have LeBron. And you still handily beat them in it. If I'm the Suns, uh, you know, that's concerning. That was a message. That was a message, for sure. That's definitely concerning, right? AD did play great. Uh, you need him to play great though quite frankly. It can You
1: need that, him to play like this.
2: No, Logan, that that's who he's got to be. If we're talking about passing the torch and that becoming his team, this has to be, I mean not I have, have 42 every night or whatever he had, but he's got to demand the ball and be the closer and the breadwinner mm. every night. That's what you got to be, right? And if he does that and LeBron comes back at 75 80%, I think the Lakers are fine. I I don't know that I would necessarily pick them to win the championship this year, but they're going to be in and, in and around in the mix. There's some really good teams
1: in the Western Conference, but the Lakers are fine I think if they're healthy, if they're healthy. This all comes down to, and you just brought the point up, that was great. It comes down to AD saying, fuck the offense, give me the ball. I mean, that's what that's dudes what, do. That's what when you are talking about, dudes and guys. Dudes do that. Yeah, yeah. Real ones do that. That's what they do. Give me do. the ball and, and just get out of the way. I'm a carry That's what Shaq did. That's what Kareem did back in the day. That's what Wilt did. Just give me the ball, all right? I don't care what you guys do on the other side, on the weak side or whatever. I don't care if you guys cut or whatever. Just give me the ball. And they were doing that in a lot of ways, man. I'd seen Drummond was, Drummond was just getting the ball in the high post, throwing up lobs to A.D. Boom. Dunk. Throw the throw it in the post to A.D. Uh, fade away. Uh, cash. That was all day for AD. And every time he has this performance, Roger, this goes back to last fall when we were first watching AD together, me and you. And we were like, yo, why doesn't he do this every night? Why come he doesn't do this every night? Why doesn't he do this every single night? LeBron's not there to take away your touches. You know, Kuz isn't there to take away your touches. Not that they should, but they're not there. There's no excuses. It's the
2: question that I th- I believe the Lakers franchise, at least foreseeable future hinges on. It yep. is. It's the question that I believe people in the front office with the Lakers are having internally at times. Like, is can this be something that that happens all the time? Happens consistently? Happens enough where he can be the number one player on a championship contending team? Their number one player is Logan on bad teams. Every team's got to have a number one, right? I mean, bad teams. Teams that win nine games have a number one.
1: Yeah, that doesn't mean
2: you can be the number one on a on a championship teams, team. It's
1: process of elimination. On those bad teams, that is. But on these teams, you are anointed and you are that guy. Yeah, but the fact is, my point being,
2: like in a situation, someone has to rise to be number one. But there's a separation between number one a number one on teams that have no legs in terms of trying to win something and number one's on championship contending teams. And that's what we're talking about with the Lakers. And so I've never argued and I would never make my mouth to say that Anthony Davis isn't one of the most skilled, versatile, um, talented players in the league where, where, I run into some reservations is whether or not you can get it consistently, whether or not he can stay healthy enough to do it consistently, and and quite frankly, at times, whether he's built, you know, mentally and emotionally to carry the weight of that night in and night out. Now, the cool thing for the Lakers franchise is, I mean, he could pr- he 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 might be able to do it.
1: You know, it's maybe maybe thing, he's
2: just got to be dolo in
1: that situation and not have to defer to anyone. I don't know. I don't know. The one thing that it's. It's one thing to be a number one guy in the league. It's another thing to be on the number one guy on the championship team. It's a whole other thing to be a number one guy on the Los Angeles Lakers. It just is. It's That's fair? It's just in general, and I hope he can get to that point. I really do. He is a top three talent in this league. Now, is he a top five player in this league? Well, he can't be in spurts for sure, but we if he plays like he did you don't, get to say right, that. you don't get to say that, though. But I'm, I'm with you. right? No, no, I want you to finish All your thought.
2: I want you to finish your thought, Logan. But let me just say, like, if you have to qualify it by saying
1: he can be in spurts, that means you ain't. Top 10 player, can be Fair. a top 5 player in sports. Fair. I mean, in, in, in the game. I think that—but I just—I I want him to—I I just want him to take that next step. And it. we shouldn't have these types of questions right now, though, about AD. And I think that— we're going to see this next postseason. This will be a fun postseason to see from him, though, man. Assuming that the Lakers go far, and we're going to get to that in a second. Um, but assuming the Lakers go far, it's going to be because of AD, bro. Because LeBron, it's hard to even say this, can't stay healthy right now. He just can't. And yeah. uh, that's tough. But what is it going to take for this team to be? I mean, they're already I, – I still consider them a contender. But what is it going to take for them to be – a champion again one more time um health first and foremost we're talking LeBron do you still believe in them being a a, a championship team if they're healthy do you still think they can figure that out if they're if, healthy if,
2: it, yeah but I don't know that they're going to be healthy enough to do it this year Logan quite frankly I told you when that 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 high ankle sprain happened to LeBron you remember what I said about the timeline on that
1: Ex- uh, didn't you say uh what was it four to six weeks or something yeah like but that? I told
2: you anyone saying that he was going to be back in four to five weeks is full of shit. That, yeah. that injury lingers. Um, and if you try to get back on it too early, it re-aggravates it. It could set off a chain of kinetic like I- events in your body that injure other things. And so it's just not that simple. It's not a black and white type of injury. There's a lot of gray area with that. And I, I, I know they're erring on the side of caution. LeBron is the best save for maybe Tom Brady and maybe Russell Wilson in the football world, of taking care of their body, pouring resources into it, using any bit of technology they can find to get healthy. So I know he's doing his part. Unfortunately, the body you know just takes whatever time it takes. So I don't know that he's going to be healthy. On top of health, they've got to have great contribution from, from the perimeter players or the peripheral players on that team. You're going to need – Dennis Schroeder to, to be six man of the year candidate from last year, Dennis Schroeder. You need Kyle Kuzma to take that leap from from playoffs last year to a, a better version of himself in playoffs this year. You, you, you're you going to need Trez Harrell. You're going to need to, Harrell to be doing Clippers, Trez Harrell things where he was the six man. That's what you're going to need. And on top of all of that, you're going to need a, a relatively light work matchup in the first round so you can work through some kinks because there are going to be some kinks.
1: I don't – Raja? Like, <laughs> I I don't know. That's a lot to ask. It's a lot. It's a lot to ask. I mean, the one of the things that I keep thinking about this with this um with this team, it's a lot of weird juju this season. And just it just doesn't seem – like, there's a lot of things that happen where, you know, with a team where the, the answer is clearly they're not going to win a title. It's not going to happen for them. And there's just things that happen with their injuries and Little, a lot of small things that add up to being, it's just not, it's just not our year. It just doesn't seem like our year where everything goes right on other years. This year, it just seems like one of those type of years for the Lakers. You know, uh, both their stars go down. The COVID, um, not the protocols necessarily, but the turnaround from COVID because you had the, you just came from the bubble, like less than two months later, you're back in training camp. And we talked about, you know, you can't really, you're not sitting out games. Like, remember Danny Green said these guys are going to sit out games. Maybe that should have been the plan. You know, there was so many injuries. there was such a quick turnaround. And these guys are still playing 35 minutes a game. It's just one of those years. It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. And hopefully, you know, they prove me wrong. But I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. And
2: every team that has great players and is in the conversation for championship has a story like that, right? Like chips and and circumstances either lined up for us or circumstances derailed our opportunity to do that. I'd make an argument that last year's circumstances, as crazy as they were for our world and our country with COVID and the shutdown and all of that, you know, that bought LeBron and company a lot of rest. It bought him Mm -hmm. a lot of time, right? Like LeBron, the year before that, had been injured. We were starting to have the conversation about his age and whether he could withstand the 82 games. And so you could make the argument that last year, the exact opposite happened for the Lakers. Everything lined up, right? They caught Mm -hmm. all the breaks. And so, yeah, it happens, man. And that's not to say that they can't get in the playoffs and make noise. And I told you last episode that if LeBron's healthy, because all this is based on his health, if he comes back and looks good, if he's somewhere right now, Logan... And he's, he's healthy. You know, he did this when we were in Cleveland at, at, at a point. He was healthy, but he took some time off because he didn't feel like he was healthy enough. He wasn't good enough, right? And mm-hmm. he came back a week later, and he looked great. Like, if that's what he's doing right now, and he drops back in and he looks great, I already told you I'm not betting against the Lakers. But there's a lot of stuff stacking up against them this year. I can I can agree with that.
1: Yeah, one of the things that is stacking up against them, they're going to be in – they're, by all likelihood, going to be in the playing tournament. Now, there is some – I want to give you some scenarios real quick. The Lakers are currently in the 7th seed. Mm-hmm. Um I want to give you some scenarios. This is from Mike Trudell, Lakers reporter on Twitter. Does a great job with the Lakers and also a friend of the show. But he says um this is for the Lakers, this is for the 6th seed. If Portland goes 4 and 0 or 3 and 1, they lock up the 6th seeds regardless of what the Lakers do. If the Portland goes 2 and 2, the Lakers can go f- Four and zero, and they can get the uh, sixth seed. If Portland goes one and three, the Lakers can go three and one. If Portland goes zero and four, the Lakers have to go two and two. This doesn't seem like a scenario in which the the easy scenario for the Lakers. It's basically the ball is in Portland's court, and. I never saw this coming, that the Lakers would have to be um, in the play-in game and Portland would be in the driver's seat to go into a postseason burp. I, if you had to tell me that beginning of the season, I'd be like, you're wilding. Um, But what's the interesting wrinkle, wrinkle, though, Raja, is it's all likelihood that the Lakers, for, uh, in the play-in game, would have to play the Golden State Warriors. Mm. That mm. seems like... That that seems that seems like a
2: that would be really spicy. I would just say though as I'm looking at their schedules, Portland has Houston which I'm assuming is a win. And then they're at Utah, at Phoenix and Denver at home. Like that's that's, that's tough. tough. They could that's, go 1 and 3. They could go 1 and 3. And the Lakers on the flip side of that, let's see. The Lakers have New York at home, Houston at home, at Indiana and at the Pelicans with no Zion. So, I'm just saying I wouldn't count myself out if I was a
1: Laker fan. But for my money, you don't want to be in this. You don't want to be in this position. But go ahead. That's the bottom line. Yeah, I'm with you on that. There's not.
2: I want to say this correctly because there are people I would fear as much, maybe, but there are not many people that I would fear more in a one-game scenario than Steph Curry the way he is currently playing and quite frankly for that matter the way golden state as a team has figured out the way they need to play to stay afloat
1: gives the ball to Steph sp- curry
2: it's a, but every, we're talking about all hands on deck with that philosophy yeah. so if he catches fire you that's a scary that's a scary thing you you've
1: you know that's a really really precarious situation you put yourself in if you're the lakers and that goes to show you say like we're talking about the Lakers' road to potentially a next final. So, listen, you're talking about if you win this and beat, say, you beat Golden State in a playing game, right? Then you're talking about going to play Utah or Phoenix or most likely Phoenix if you're a seventh seed. But then you're talking about going to play them right back to back, and then that's a hard, that's a hard ask, right? You're <laughs> you're trying to starve off Steph Curry in a playing game. And then you have to go play Phoenix uh, in a postseason matchup. And I think that they beat Phoenix ultimately. But that's something that when you're talking about working out the kinks and working out things, you're doing this against teams that are – one of them are, is really, really good, and then another has a really a guy that can really, really stress you out. This is not ideal for the Lakers, I don't think. Now, the, see, now the schedule on the back end helps them out tremendously. Hopefully they can get to that sixth seed for their sake. But if they go into that seventh seed, it's all it's a hard, it's
2: hard, it's it's really hard. Not just for the for the people that you have to face and get through, but we're talking about a team that's got a little bit of age on its on its best player, or you know, a one A one B type of player, coming off of an injury. So for every game that you've got to play, Logan, there's there's a a requirement of rest that he's going to need to get back to the level that he needs to play at to win you games, and so you know that's an issue. The, the the more miles you put on a body coming off of injury make you more susceptible to injury, theoretically. that That's an issue. There are a lot of things going on with that. I'm just going to say this. For all my Phoenix Suns fans, like Phoenix faithful, if you have any control down the stretch, and I know this is like a taboo thing. People don't love to do this. Sometimes be careful what you ask for, right? Like when you're jockeying for playoff position and almost selecting who you want to play in, in the playoffs, if you can control that. Don't be bashful. You want no part of the Lakers. <laughs> no. Leave them no. alone. If you can control that and you can let the Lakers either Are skip Are you telling you or your
1: or team to tank? Are you telling your team to tank?
2: I'm telling the Phoenix Suns to if you control whether you play the Lakers in the
1: first round or not, be in the business of not playing the Lakers in that first round. It's not good, bro, and it's not good. They beat it's you a, handily without without all their guys, without all their guys, and I think as as great
2: of a story as Phoenix has been, and they I hope that they continue to be it. I know what I'm gonna get out of Book. I know what I'm gonna get out of CP3. Um, when you start talking about DeAndre Ayton, he's been he's been good, but you don't know that you can trust that in those moments yet.
1: And they, you don't trust his defense against against Anthony Davis?
2: But that's what I'm saying. Like I you you can't you can't really it, it takes some conditioning, it takes some experience, it takes some seasoning. We talk about this all the time for
1: guys to be effective in the playoffs, and they lack that in, in some areas. Well, oh, no, more than anything, they've never been there before. I mean, From, yeah, yeah. They, uh, Chris. Other than Chris Paul, they've never been there, and I, I just now, I don't know, I man. Mean,
2: Jake, we talk about this. Jay Crowder helps in that area. Uh, Tory yeah. Craig has been in a the playoff. They they brought in pieces. James uh, Jupes and company have tried to work around the fringes. Shout out Jupes, friend I'm, of the show. Shout out Jupes. To try to supplement, but you're you're right. Some of those young, some of those young players even book, uh, who I think would be fine in the playoffs. They haven't
1: been there, so you don't know what you're going to get yet. Quick side note: I know you're talking this mess about the Suns right now. How much do you love this Suns team? now? let's just let's let's. No, they're great. How much do you? Yeah, they're great. I mean, they're 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 great. I don't. They're totally no, don't, different I... from y'all, but they're they're a fun team. Like they they're play defense. They're a fun team to yeah. watch. I, I I do I do like this team, but. Lakers, we'll see what happens. It's, you know, the, the Lakers are never like not interesting. I'll say that. They're just, they're never not interesting. They're always, there's always question marks. And they could, in true Laker fashion, they could just do a big F you and win it all. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, mm-hmm. Say a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about something that is near and dear to Raj's heart. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man. And we are back. Like I said, we were here. To, we're here to talk about something near and dear to Raj's heart, and that is the play of Russell Westbrook. Is that fair? That's more is that than a good, fair, sir. Continue. Was that a good? Was that a good tease? Okay, cool. Um, he had thirty-three points, nineteen rebounds, fifteen assists, at a one thirty-three, one thirty-two overtime win against Indiana, where he just balled out of control. It was his 35th triple double of this season. And it tied him with Oscar Robertson's NBA record of 181 career triple doubles. He will probably break this record if we know anything. He'll probably break the record this season with Oscar Robertson. And also credit to Oscar Robertson, who's been a champion of Russ when everyone when a lot of people were just throwing dirt on his name. He was a champion of Russ. So, um, is it finally like it's weird to say this, but is it time just to like fully just throw all the Russ hate and just put some full respect on Russ's name right now? Is it did it take this or like we're gonna get deeper into this conversation? But is Russ Teflon right now?
2: Yeah, I mean, you would you think you would think he should be, although I still turn my TV on and hear people. You know, qualify all the great things he's done and then still throw shade at his ability to win and all of that. I, I watch. I, I see them in the streets still doing their thing. I, mm-hmm. for one, I'm not going to get upset and start yelling like I always do. I'm not going to do it right now because I, for one, can say that I've never, ever thrown shade at Russ. I've always fucked with Russ because I know what it takes, Logan, just like dudes who are in locker rooms with him and, and people who play against him. They know what it takes to do what he's doing. Most of us could never do it. Multiple, like two, three times. This man is doing it over and over and over again. So I would never be in the camp of someone trying to marginalize what Russ does just because he hasn't won a championship. We don't marginalize what Steve Nash did. Steve is my yeah. man. I get on here and talk about Steve all the time. Steve didn't win no fucking championship. And I love Steve. And I don't think it takes away from any of his greatness. Yeah. John Stockton yeah. never won a fucking championship. And, and I no. love Stock. I think he's great and deserves a place on that mantle of top point guards to ever play. But it doesn't take away from his Chris greatness. Paul, and we don't right now. So what are we, like, what are we doing? Just because the style doesn't fit the eye test for some people or, you know, he doesn't analytically fit in today's game. I, I don't buy the bullshit. And I think it's, you know, I watch TV. I, ain't, I watch, I see him doing it and I don't, mm. I don't know Russ like that. What? So forgive well, where, are you me. where are you going? Where are you nah, going? i good, man. I watch these cats talk out the side of their mouth, get up there and put, Put their boards up talking about all of the good shit Russ does and try mm. to hype him and give him all his flowers and then come mm. back to their chair and and eviscerate him for not winning. Mm. Like I watched that, but he is winning. And and he's always won. He just ain't got no chip.
1: Mm. You said you weren't gonna yell, look at you right now. Look at you shit right now. Shit gets me heated, bro. That man I, is I,
2: that man, that man is what a real one is is about, Logan. When you're in terms yeah. of laying everything inside your like cavity on the court. That's what he does.
1: Mm. Okay, so it's a couple of things, in my opinion, of why this happens, of why this is a thing. One, they talk about his game in general, but two, he didn't play the media game. Like Point blank, he did not play the media game in a way that, like, other guys do. You know, where other guys are media darlings, right? You know, People on our end, and we talk about this, go back and forth all the time. They get really upset when you don't, <laughs> you're not nice right. to them. I and mean, they're humans. That's what it is. They are. But that manifests on in other ways of like, well, like, I think the biggest mirror to how we are as a basketball society was Russell Westbrook's 2016-17 season. And that was the Revenge Tour. That was the year after Kevin left. And that's when he just went on a full tear with the triple doubles, right? Something we hadn't seen in 40 years, this, right? But if you looked at sports shows and you looked at what was written at the time, it was written as if it was, oh, triple doubles are devalued. Or, oh, he's chasing rebounds. Or this and, like... We had Ennis Caner on the show talking about Russ is great. Is he a good teammate? He's a freaking great teammate. Um, From everything we've heard, it it just started. It started earlier than that, but I think that that was the biggest mirror to our as a a basketball society. I feel like a lot of people cover and watch sports as if they hate these athletes, bro. And I don't. It's it's weird to me. Like this, it's weird. What do you think about that, Roger? Because you're on the inside, but I, I see that in a lot of ways. It's just like, bro, are you a do you like the game? Somebody just, you know, and I get and I get calling someone out when they do something wrong or like when they get in trouble off the court, calling them out. I I I, I get that. That's journalism and things like that. But dude, if somebody is balling out of control, has a averages a triple double after someone, like okay, boom. Here's a here's one thing that I, that I think that is a great case study, right? Kevin Durant left um, Oklahoma City, right, and Russ got trashed for it, right? He got trashed. The whole season was like, oh, you know, just like devaluing triple doubles, and then a guy like Steph Curry, who I love, I know you love, media mm-hmm. darling, mm-hmm. is getting celebrated <laughs> right now for going off when Kevin leaves, right after someone leaves. Yeah, I think that's that's a, that's a very it's very interesting, Raja. Don't you think? It is very,
2: it's it's very, very interesting. Um it's a shame though that we still, you know, my dad told me a long time ago when I was a youngin', you gotta learn how to play the game. Mm-hmm. You ain't gotta love the game, you know, but you gotta learn how to play the game. Meaning, you know, sometimes, sometimes you gotta do some shit you don't want to do to get the response you want out of people. I've I've learned that. I haven't always been great at that, but you know, my dad used to say it to me, it took me, took me a long time to learn it. I'm still learning it. I think what you're describing is a case of that to some degree, right? Um, you're saying Russ didn't play the game with some of these dudes who had a pen and pad or was sitting behind a computer. It's hard for me because I have a lot of respect for most journalists. I've been friends with a lot of them. I think a lot of them do a great job. They're outliers in any profession where people don't. Um, and ethically, they're, they're not the best. But I've had very few interaction with people like that. So I want to say that up front. For the most part... I love journalists. What what I don't like is when, and, and I feel, I felt this at times, when you don't get the type of respect that you think you deserve as a journalist from an athlete um, in the moment that they are at their most dejected at times or most hyped at times. Clearly, they're most emotional, which is right after one of these games. And you don't get what you want and you hold that grudge. It speaks to you never having been in that situation. And I think that's a problem at times. I'm not the guy that says just because you didn't play a sport, you can't write about it or know it. Or just because you didn't play it, you can't coach it. Or 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 be a someone in the administrative offices. I don't believe that. But I, I would say if, you, if you're in that locker room and you're getting a guy after some of the most emotional moments of his week and you throw a microphone or you're asking him a question and you don't get what you want, at that particular time, if you've been in that situation, you kind of understand and you don't then hold that against the like, player.
1: It's like when you got a partner that's an athlete and they lost and you asked them what happened afterwards. What happens after? Like, what? Like you know, you got homies and they like, yo, Rosa, what happened? You're like, shut the fuck up, bro. Like, what do you fucking saw what happened? You saw right. what happened in the thing. But athletes are specifically Hoopers are like held to the standard where like, or even football players and stuff like that. And, you know, I think about Marshawn when I think about Russ, you know, when they don't, when they just don't want to talk after a game. And I know, um, you know, Marshawn was a bit different, but they don't want to talk after games, bro. They don't want They don't feel like their message is going to get across accurately after a game. And then they don't want to say, then they say, Okay, I don't want to say anything, and then when they don't say anything, then they get vilified even more. So it's just—it's I don't know what to—I do. don't know what they can do. I don't know what
2: they could either. And I, again, I want to go a step further and say that I understand as an NBA player when I signed my contract that in the contract there's media availability, right? Like Kyrie just refusing to show up and do media availability—that's yeah, that. Yeah, you've breached—you've breached contract. right they can find you or do whatever they need to do. That's part of your. But no one says that you have to get up there and give long-winded, heartfelt, deep, emotional, analytical responses to stupid shit. No one says that. They just say you have to be available for it, right? And so, you know, I would just say, man, like, I wasn't in there for every one of Russ's interviews. Maybe he did some people wrong. I don't know. But for those of you who he didn't do wrong, because I can't find too many people that say he did them wrong. I mean, shit. When you look at the man's track record, I mean, I've asked teammates— I asked Ennis on a pod the other day. Um, he had the situation down in the bubble where he left a, a dope-ass tip for a... You know what I mean? He seems like a good dude. He does philanthropic we shit add, all out in the community. We Perk about him. Perk loves Perk. him. I ain't found anyone who, who says he's an asshole yet, but maybe he did do some people wrong. I'm just saying. For those of you who he didn't, it's a tough thing for me, man. And it manifests itself outside of the Russ conversation and a lot of Hall of Fame type of deals, man. Like they're dudes trying to get an NFL Hall of Fames and Baseball Hall of Fames, NBA Hall of Fames that are fighting, not their production, they're fighting the relationships that they didn't have with certain people who have votes for those Hall of Fames. And that's shitty to me. Like I, you shouldn't be voting for stuff like that and writing articles based on your personal, emotional relationship with a player. It should be based
1: on what they're doing out there. Exactly. I mean, and it just says to like on the other side, and I don't know if like I don't I wasn't I didn't cover Russ, but it would say like you know, I guess I'm doing the Roger Devil's Advocate thing. It's just like, yo, man, the way the what you put out. If you say you know I don't want to talk, you risk that. You know you risk you do risk if you do come with a combative attitude. And I don't know the politics around it. Like I don't. I'm just saying, just doing the Roger thing, um, <laughs> where yeah, like, if you just be like. I want to, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give any, I'm not going to, cause you know, it is, it does inherently make our job harder when that happens. All mm-hmm. right. When you don't talk, when you, it just, it makes our job harder. And you know, we're traveling the country, across the country, following you. And if you don't give us no time of day, we're going to feel some type of way. It's <laughs> That's whack, fair. but it, That's it's, fair. it is what it is. Um,
2: but, and, but, uh, but what's up? I've made your job harder. That, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you write a shitty piece about me chasing rebounds. That's factually. The definition of rebounding is chasing balls off of misses. So what the fuck are we talking about? chasing <laughs> rebounds? That's what everyone who rebounds does. So don't write some BS about chasing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you're right. Logan. That's what's yeah, yeah. But but don't be irresponsible just because I'm like, don't do that.
1: But like, do you ever feel that way sometimes? Where is this like, do y'all even like the game? Like, I go on Twitter, and I'm like, do you guys like what you're watching? I, I see that, and I'm a big proponent of bringing NBA propaganda back, you know, like the old NBC, you know, the old, the, you know, when when NBC used to do the Sunday games, and they'd be like, you know, I, you thought Michael Jordan and AI and all these people were like, just these wild, like, they were all characters, right? They were all these these people. The, the NFL does it great. Rodgers versus Brady. You know, mm-hmm. two greats playing against each other. And then I, I see, and I go and watch the NBA. It's not like that. It's, man, back in my day, it wasn't like this. Or this guy's chasing rebounds. Or this chasing. guy, it's, I, I'm just like, do you like what you're watching, man? Like, wh- why are you doing this? Why are you watching? Why are you hate watching this game? I just, I wish that it was a bit, I wish that people liked the game a bit more. It was just from an observation.
2: I don't even know how to say this, man. Like, I'm.
1: I'm in my own rabbit
2: hole right now, but I think that some people get into the business of talking basketball and writing basketball because they couldn't play basketball and they loved basketball, right? Not diminishing Mm -hmm. the love, but you couldn't play past a certain level. So now you're into the game another way, right? That's not everyone. That's some people. You have a respect for, for what, you know, these guys do bordering, you know, like at times there could be a little resentment there. I don't know. And then now you hold the cards though, right? You hold the cards now because the narrative is created by you as the, as the journalist, right? And when not met with the proper in your mind, respect level or deference at times, if you will, now's your chance, right? Now's when it comes out. I got you here. Let me show you what I can do. Right. You know what I mean? And I, and I think, at times, I'm not saying that this is always the case. It's my dog barks in the background. I think there is some of that. I think there's a level of hate, a level of of, of just resentment. So, and so they don't
1: even. It's not even towards Roger Bell. It's towards Robert or whoever made fun of him for not being a Hooper back in the day. And they were like, "I'm going to show you." I'm gonna. I, I, is that what it is? What? Do you, what is? Wh- help me understand what you're trying to say. I know that didn't do a great job.
2: I think I think what I'm saying is, um, for that person who would do that there could be some feelings. I, I, I I worked in front offices. I hate doing this, but it's my experience. So I want to, I want to keep like, this is, this is my experience that I can share Mm -hmm. in, in front offices. When I got there, I could feel like there were some people that were great and wanted to help me learn and wanted to teach me and thought it was dope that they had a former player in there. And there were other people that were like the fuck, like I didn't get to play and I wanted to Mm -hmm. play. I had to, I had to pay these dues and come up the hard way in, in, in whatever. And here he is. They're bringing him in, and you could feel that level of jealousy. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. that you could feel it. It, it was, it was just there. It was like you were met with the but snarky also, man. Thing. And you so know why, I, like,
1: you, go ahead, go ahead. No, Sorry. I think I you see
2: that, that sometimes from media members, you know, in 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 their coverage of games, if they should run across a guy who 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 doesn't give them exactly what
1: they want. I oh, don't know, man. I think when I when that happens for me, I just – it's weird. I want to know more about him. Like, if Raj, if you don't want to talk to me, if you don't want to, like, do it, I'm like, what, what's going on? Why? why Like, why at least? Like, if we're not probably going to, like – probably not going to give me a quote or anything, but at least I better understand you, which I feel like ultimately everybody wants to be understood, right? And even even Russ this, this season has really been reflective on his journey and things like that. Now he's like, I don't really give a fuck. I don't care. You know, I don't. Um, but he's given a lot more – a lot more answers now, and we're getting a bit of a, of a, a more, um, better understanding where he's coming from. But I just feel like, yo, man, we could. He doesn't have to just do that. Just we can go search and see. We could just do our jobs and be like, yo, what's what's up, man? How you doing? What's going on? How's how's how were things? Maybe I could tell a better story instead of one side and chasing rebounds. Which is, but <laughs> I, it's funny to me when you talk about your front office experience. Cause it's like, bro, like I know such and such work hard or whatever. And that's great. But like you did too, you know, you, you, you dedicated your whole life to this. Correct. Correct. Right? Like, <laughs>
2: Correct. But it's a, it's a really, it's a, it's a deep conversation, man. It's really, it's a, it's an in-depth, it's a very layered and a very nuanced conversation. Yes. Because a lot of times, even in general talk without, without, bringing the media or front office into or, or when you talk to a random person about playing a sport that you you you're met with terms like lucky and and do you know what I mean like as if there wasn't a lifetime of dedication poured into this as if you weren't met with trials and tribulations I mean there was there's and, luck
1: involved bro but like that's just a a piece of there's,
2: it there's there's a lot there's luck involved in in Bill Gates being Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer being Steve Ballmer, Mark Cuban being Mark Cuban. There's luck in every walk of life. There's luck. There's luck in everything or lack thereof. But uh, too often in sports, I feel like that's the way people want to portray that, is mm-hmm. if you were just lucky. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. That's what it is, man. You you were blessed with 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 luck and you know, and height. I'm like, do you know how many six seven mofo's are walking around here that can't play a lick of damn basketball?
1: I mean, I'm a, I'm a 6'3 dude that can't play a lick of basketball right now.
2: <laughs> I mean, but like, that's that's what it is. And so that conversation winds up getting really deep. Here's what I'll say, because I know we're going, f- in, in terms of what a triple-double is, Logan, I want to say this again. Does anyone listening have any idea? I would like to text, like not text, but our Twitter. If you have a triple-double at any level of basketball under your belt, hit me up on Twitter. I want to know about it because they don't just come around. That's not something. You don't get to tell me he's chasing rebounds. You don't get to tell me that. That yeah, he's chasing them. Everyone's chasing them. That's what
1: you're supposed to do. He got 19. You're supposed of them. to chase the ball. <laughs> yeah.
2: Do you know what kind of energy is expended chasing 19 rebounds and then coming up with 17 assists and scoring 30 points? It doesn't happen. So we need to stop. As a guard.
1: As a guard, he's doing this. Come on, bro. We need to stop. We need to stop, man. Um, I just wanted to use this thing because I know we, we kind of got to this a couple weeks ago. Just give Russ his flowers, bro. Just give what Russ his flowers. Come on, bro. All right, time to get to the baggage claim. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Nissan.
2: Level up your next four-wheeled adventure with the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder, built to navigate you to some of Earth's most awe-inspiring spots with seven drive modes and all the power you need. Get the thrill of the drive in every moment of your journey with the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Learn more at nissanusa.com. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20 for data management practices in additional terms. Visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month.
1: Well, before we get out of here, speaking of dudes that want to hoop, um, just got this tweet. Sources tell Shams, American rap star J. Cole is signing a deal with the Basketball Africa League with the Rwanda's Patriots, BBC. J. Cole will play three to six games, first of which will be Sunday versus Nigeria. Sweet. Good. Living your dreams, J. Cole. The great, great chance for your rollout. He has a new album coming out, I think, next week. Um, I mean, yeah, that's cool. I know he had like the whole basketball theme. Going on. I mean, so shout out to Cole for playing for the Rwanda Patriots. No doubt. Um, you know, shout out to him. Who was the best uh, rapper or entertainer, Hooper? What, what, let's go with that. What were we doing with that? It's a good topic. Um, I
2: haven't played with a ton of them. I played with P, um, Master P, like in – in in he was in the CBA or he was in one of those leagues I was playing in the USBL or whatever. Roy Jones, not he's a different you – know, Was Master
1: P good? He was all right.
2: I mean, but good. Listen, there are levels to this shit.
1: Was it, you he know was, what I mean? Was he, did he did it warrant him getting on training camp roster? Because he made two two training camp rosters. Stop it, bro. Stop. I mean, right. I mean it warrant? What is warrant? Now, mean? Listen, like, I'm just if, asking. I don't know if he would.
2: If Master P was Logan Murdoch, do do they give him a training camp invite? I don't have the answer to that. I don't know. Master P <laughs> could hoop, but I'm what I'm saying again is they're just levels to this? Um, R. Kelly. So R. Kelly would be around... I know, I know. I But yeah, you're asking yeah. about hoopers. When I was not in college... Not real one of the week,
1: R. Kelly. <laughs>
2: not real one of the week. Let's, let's,
1: let's, not. let's get that on. Just, so we got to get those disclaimers out. You know, not, not real one of the week, R. Kelly. But go ahead. But R. Kelly would hoop. He'd come down with his tour bus and he'd be at
2: FIU playing pickup with us. at a, um And R. Kelly was a funny one, though, because R. Kelly would come in with five dudes. Him and four dudes. Right? Him and four dudes. Mm-hmm. So he didn't want to get on. He wanted his team to get on so
1: <laughs> okay you know what i
2: mean like r would come in we'd have r5 someone would lose a game and then r and and, and his team would come on and these this dude had four cats whose sole purpose was to rebound the ball and get it to him offensive rebounds logan kick out this was before you were supposed to That's kick out for a three funny. on offensive it wasn't analytically proven yet that that was more quality shot they would get that mm-hmm. shit under the rim and kick it out r kelly would shoot another like fadeaway three
1: It was hilarious, but he could hoop a little bit too. Funny, okay. Uh, Best, uh, I I think the best, best basketball player turned uh, hoop uh, turned rapper has got to be Shaq, right? Like Shaq. Shaq was really good. Dame Lillard, obviously. Yeah. Um, AI had had a stretch. Kobe had a stretch, but I'm gonna go with Shaq. I'm gonna go with Shaq. Shaq has the most staying power, probably, right? Shaq was good enough to get a biggie smalls feature. Like, come on. He was on
2: Fooshnickens too, I think. Yeah. Wasn't he? Yeah. He was. That's your era. Shaq could do it. A lot of boys in the NBA though are artists like that, man. Like they you can see the artists. It was a lot less accepted.
1: It was a lot less accepted back when you were playing. Like if you were a rapper, we'd laugh at you. (laughs) He's a rapper, it's Gordy. He should play basketball. He's just a good basketball player. You definitely you'd laugh at my flow, bro. Huh?
2: You got flow? I got, I got, yeah, I got a little flow, but you laugh at it. So I, ain't, I'm no, okay. okay.
1: Is, it, is it? Has this been put to tape,
2: <laughs> bro? Come. On. Oh, Do I huh? seem like someone who has put uh, put any kind of bars on uh, even a piece of paper? No, man. Absolutely, I'm just absolutely. There was a there was a day and a time sitting around a dorm room, you know, in 1998, where you know some spirits might have been imbibed and other things were going on that I might have been in. A, I might have been in a in a little freestyle thing. I, so I'm just saying. I don't know.
1: Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, that was an interesting end to uh, uh, <laughs> this edition of The Real Ones. Uh-huh. Hey, anybody, check this out. Anybody at FIU or BU, if you have any tapes of Raja rapping or you have any like memories of Raja rapping, lock into The Real Ones. Go on Dimensions, <laughs> go on our mailbag, real ones, mailbag at gmail.com. Oh, we're good. You go and you go ahead and you guys lock I'll in. I'll pay with for those
2: before you do that. I'll pay for those.
1: Uh I will pay. Uh you Richard and me. I don't know if we can do that. You you outbid me on the Roger Bell tapes. But I got bread for the for the Roger Bell tapes. Um All right. That was another edition of the real ones. Uh check us out. Mondays and Thursdays. Uh yeah. Go check out everybody else on our, our um Ringer NBA feed. That is group chat. That is the answer. We have some, some things coming to that feed, you know? We got some new people. We got uh Waz just came on. Uh we got Sirit Sohi, ah, uh, legend. We got some um some peeps coming on. Uh real ones real soon. And um go check out the mismatch as well. Go check out R2 C2 with who, Raja Bell. Baleo Legend, CeCe Sabathia. Yes, sir. And then we also have the Ringer Music Show that a new episode came out today I am on it Raja I left the pod real quick I'm on the Ringer Music Show we're talking about Tyler the Creator 10 years after his debut project Goblin also wrote something from uh, for the Ringer site on Tyler the Creator go check that out we will see you guys on Thursday holla holla